the comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. Thank you, Emily, the lady of the hour. Hear our voice on The View from a Pew. Thanks for listening. You can get a hold of us anytime you want. Email me at Mac, M-A-C, like macaroni, at theviewfromapew.com. Love to hear from you. Not only the good things we hope you enjoy, but also the things you think we can do better. It's always nice to hear what we can do better for our audience and for you. All right, we are now on uh, day four of what does the Bible say about women? And we're getting down into more of a contemporary uh, woman and seeing the ways that they have, well, like you said, they've only had the right to vote for 104 years. That's right. And a lot of other things. And I, 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 don't, I, I don't know enough about history to understand how that started. Is it is it because of the fall of sin? Is that how women kind of got kicked to the uh, corner and and were made second best? Because well, I I don't understand that. I think that's what God was saying uh, when when woman received the curse. Adam received the curse. He was going to have to work by the sweat of his brow, right? Yeah. The snake received the curse because eventually he was going to be destroyed. Uh, even the ground received a curse because it was going to be plagued with uh, all sorts of things, growing th- thorns and thistles. But the woman received a curse, too, because of sin. And that curse had to do with uh, being under the rule of man. And uh, man could have treated her still with respect and dignity. And, but for a, for a lot of world history, that was not the case. Okay, now I, I don't want to say the wrong thing here, and I don't mean this humorously, but when women got the right to vote, were we messing with what the Bible said? I don't think so, because okay, I would it, think it's not. not that God wanted these things to happen, but God is explaining consequences. When, when, when sin takes place, the world is shaken up. And it's not according to God's plan anymore. Now things are going helter-skelter. And because of that, there are people that suffer. And women are going to share in the suffering that's going to take place because of sin. Now, earlier in the week, you said that you had gone to the Barbie movie. I did. What was the biggest difference you saw there? Now, you said it was a satire. It wasn't intended to be, you know, real life. But uh, how was the Barbie, uh, how, are the, how were the Barbies treated in those days by men compared to how they're treated today? Or is it the same? The Barbie image is an unrealistic picture of a woman. Yeah, no kidding. Okay? Do you know what Barbie, if Barbie was a human being, do you know what Barbie's measurements would be? Uh, No, I don't. (laughs) You want to know? Sure. Barbie would be 5 feet 9 inches. Really? A little taller than most women. Yeah. Is that because of high heels or just regular? Uh, Probably with her high heels because that's the way her feet always are. Uh, Her... Her uh, measurement, her three measurements, bust, waist, and hips, would be 39-18-33. Okay, 39-18-33. Okay. Yeah. You probably never met a woman like that, <laughs> quite like that. Her shoe size would be size three. 
Oh, my gosh. And she would be 110 pounds. Skinny little thing. Yeah, yeah. That'd very, be wet. Very unrealistic. Yeah. Okay? That's the point. That's one of the major points that the Barbie movie is making is how unrealistic the whole picture is. Well, and we as a, a society are now beginning to give great respect to women who aren't 36, 24, 36. Yeah. And, and I'm glad to see that. I'm glad to see that any shape, any size, it's God's creature. It's God's daughter, and we need to treat them that way. Well, I think sometimes people go back to the Bible and they say, oh, the Bible's such a sexist book. You no, know. it's not. But, but I think that the Bible has much larger pictures of women than, than we do in, in our society today sometimes. We get these narrow little uh, images of what a woman ought to be like, and it's nothing like the, the depth that you see in the Bible and in the stories of the Bible. I believe that in the Bible you will see male domination because that's the way that things were back in that time. And when you think of characters in the Bible, you think of people like Noah and Abraham and Jacob and, you know, all the way through. But their women that played a part in the Bible had significant roles. I think it's male-dominated, but (laughs) female-dependent because there's so many things, so many roles and so many parts that women played in almost every story that goes through the Bible. You can you can start a lot of different places. Think about Sarah, okay? Okay. Abraham is is one of the first big stories in the Bible. He has faith in God, he's going to follow God. But you know what? For Sarah to go with Abraham and to move away uh, from the country where she had grown up with, where she had family, where she was comfortable and to leave it all behind and go to a place that God was going to show Abraham took a lot of faith. Yeah, She didn't have to follow him. Even in, back in those times, she could have avoided that, but she chose to go with him. Sarah is a woman of faith, even though her faith fails uh, along the way. I mean, it, it falters, you know. There were, there were times that she was very concerned uh, about how God is going to fulfill the promise. How am I ever going to have a child of promise? And so we remember that Sarah is involved in the process of, of having Hagar as uh, someone to give to Abraham so that he's able to produce a, an heir. And uh, later on, when God still says, I'm going to work through Sarah, and she's going to be the mother of a nation. Uh, Sarah laughs. <laughs> she looks at Sarah laughs at that yeah. message. But she is only reflecting the concerns that Abraham had. Abraham was shaken, too, in his faith. But yet both them, Sarah and Abraham, stand up together, and it's their faith in God that produces the right results and they become really, in my mind, the father and mother of faith uh, in the Old Testament. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and women of faith, it's interesting because that's the name of a lot of women's Bible studies or women's programs in church, women of faith. And a lot of times in, in those women Bible studies, they pull out studies on women because there's plenty of studies right. Right. all the way through the Old Testament and the New Testament 
that show that, that these women played a very important role in the history of what God is doing in the world. And, and they are women that are very different than each other. And they're not all just homemakers. They, they, they run a gamut of, of, different, uh, of having different skills and abilities, and God uses them in, uh, in doing his work and, and reaching his people. Our show today is What Does the Bible Say About Women? We started on Monday, and we'll go all the way through tomorrow. And remember, you can always go back to the pod sites, podcast sites that were on Audible and Spotify and uh, Overcast, CastBox. We're on all of them. Or you can just go to YouTube and go to YouTube.com and then search for The View from a Pew and find all the shows right there. Now, one of the beautiful women of the Bible, of course, was... uh, uh, um, well, there are a lot of beautiful women. Pharaoh, he wanted them all, didn't he? Yes, he did. Well, actually, Sarah, who we were just talking about, uh, Pharaoh wanted her because she was a beautiful woman. He saw her, and Abraham lied because Abraham's faith at this right. time was really weak. Right. And he went down there and he said, this is my sister, because he was afraid Pharaoh would kill him yeah. if he knew that, that uh, Abraham and Sarah were married. Uh, and so Sarah uh, is is faithful to God, even though she becomes a pawn in this situation, and and Abraham is rebuked for for uh, lying about this situation. And and there's a lot of stories, Mac, that we could go to uh, about different ladies in the Bible. I would like to just add one more: Miriam. Miriam is the sister of Moses. Yep. Moses would never have been the the one that redeems Israel, that brings Israel out of the land of slavery, if it hadn't been for Miriam. Because Miriam is the one that's guarding him when he's a little baby and he's out floating on the Nile River and the princess finds him out there. And uh, he would have never known where he came from if it hadn't been for Miriam, who runs into the scene, who uses her her quick wits, and she says... Would you? She talks to the princess and says, would you like to find a nursemaid? I can find a nursemaid for this baby. And, of course, she takes him back to her mom, who, of course, raises Moses uh, till the age of 12 before he goes back, uh, before he goes to the palace. So she's an example of some of the women that are in the Bible that are just perfect illustrations of women of courage, women of ability, women of intelligence. Uh, there's some beautiful pictures, and we find them in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah, and then, of course, there are women that aren't so good. Of course. Uh, I, I think of Queen Jezebel. You know, she went in and, and, and wrecked an entire kingdom in a, a, a good, God-fearing man. Yeah. Well, and that shows you that you, you can't just uh, put people in certain categories. There is still right and wrong. There's still good and evil in this world today. But the women that we see in the Bible have, have broad uh, characteristics about them. They are, they are fully women that God has created. We should respect their humanity and what they do. And they even have broad roles in which to serve. Yeah, in many ways, women uh, per capita uh, had better lives and more respect for men back then than they do today. 
Well, I think when people respect God and they understand that God is the creator of all and that God made woman and, and man equal, then women are treated well. They're treated right. Yeah, I remember during the whole George Floyd thing, uh, Christians would say, listen, Jesus came to this earth and created one race, the human race. And it wasn't colored, it wasn't slow, it wasn't fast, it wasn't rich, it wasn't poor. It was the human race. And that's what he created. Absolutely. All right, we're going to be coming back uh, tomorrow on Friday. And we're going to take a specific look at some of the women of the Bible and what made them famous. Now, if you haven't heard the whole shows this week, you're welcome to go to YouTube.com and then search for The View from a Pew. Also on all of our platform, um, our um our podcast platforms. We thank Garth, our com- our computer whiz, and our producer uh, to make sure that they're all there uh, for us to be able to find when we'd like to listen to them. I'd also like to thank the good folks down at Divine Truth Christian Store, 84th and Harrison here in Omaha. And you can also order things from them at any time. And that is .com. So it would be Divine Truth Christian Store.com and order anything you'd like. I'm Mac McCoy. Thanks for listening to The View from a Pew. Divine Truth